In this episode, Brian Hinton, Sarah Veselov, and myself discuss work-life balance. Understand what works for you. Welcome to Thunder Nerds. <laughs> I'm Sarah Veseloff. <laughs> and I'm Brian Hinton. <laughs> and I'm Frederick Philip von Feist. And thank you for consuming the Thunder Nerds. The conversation with the people behind the technology. That love what they do. And do tech. Good. Pow. Tech in the face. Doing tech really good today. Thanks everybody for joining. Really appreciate it. Uh, if you can, we just want to uh, ask you to please subscribe on the YouTubes, yeah. on the iTunes and all that. We'd really appreciate it. And also, we want to thank our sponsor. We have a sponsor all year. We have Pantheon.io. They provide a platform for Drupal, for WordPress. You can easily automate backing up your stuff. They vet all security deployments for you before you push it up. It's a really cool system. Check it out at Pantheon.io. Yeah, they also have a free lasagna on Tuesdays. It's veggie. It's really good. So what are, what are we doing today, guys? What's what's the, uh, the topic? <laughs> well, today we, uh, we don't have a guest today. We're just going to talk about a topic that I found interesting on Syntax FM the other day. I was listening to uh, an episode with Travis Nielsen, and it was all about work-life. Well, part of the thing that they were talking about was work-life balance, and I thought it's such an interesting topic, and I wanted to do more of a deep dive on that because they touched on it very briefly, and there's so much to that that is unanswered, and maybe we could provide a little bit of insight on how people could... Uh, uh, get get a better balance if that's a real thing. Yeah, I think the secret is you work like what a hundred hours a week and then sleep the hundred to two hundred. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And all you have to have all those side gigs too, right? Gig oh. economy. <laughs> Make sure you're filling in any. I mean, can never do too much. <laughs> well, the the thing that I heard that I found interesting was a, the point that Travis was bringing up is he was saying that it's about not a balance. And he even has an article about the a balance is, is a, a BS kind of term. It's about being all in. So uh, from his perspective, and we'll get into all of our perspectives. From his perspective, it was about he uh, comes home and has a set amount of focus time. And it's really about having that focus time. And then from like eight into 10 or eight to midnight working on a, on a thing and doing that maybe two or three times a week. And then that's it. So it's about setting some kind of habit or a ritual. What do you guys think about that? Go ahead, Brian. Uh, you, you look like you, you were ready. You were just like, I got something. <laughs> I, like it's, I mean, it's probably bad, but I just don't with life. And life's little uh, surprises. Having a habit like that, where every day I come home and I have like this set ritual, just doesn't work for me. I mean, because you know, there's uh, Rachel has cake orders that come in. I, I'm help with that. There's like other events that keep popping up, and then having like a ritual, it would be nice. 
Um, I do think that there's, I do have a set pattern every day where I drive home from work and I always listen to a podcast and that the drive home ends up being that almost habit that's enforced because I can't, it's the only way I can get home. And that that's like my cool off period, I guess. Um, that's, that's the only thing that I have. That's a daily for sure. Like thing. So that's like one of your rituals is yeah. podcasts in the car. And I do the yeah. same thing. I, uh, I'll either listen to a podcast, which is some kind of, um, I guess, a, a, a set time for learning, or I'll listen to a YouTube show, which is also a, a set time for learning. Same thing, really. Yeah. I, but, I will yeah. say, too, that it's not, it tends to not be like probably 80% of the time, it tends to be something completely unrelated to work. Like I listen, like oh. how stuff works. Um, uh, lower like various shows that are just kind of like not work related so my mind like is no longer on that well that's interesting so we're talking about from a perspective of commuting and yeah. sarah you have a different perspective because you do not have a commute so yeah do you have a, a time that you listen to podcasts or do you listen to something like that uh you know i i, I gotta say like first i completely resonate brian with what you said about like so much stuff comes up, like having that kind of routine is, I think, really difficult, um, at least for me and my life and, and all the things that are going on. So I don't really have that. In terms of the all in, I do agree with that. When I'm focused on something, I'm focused on that thing. And, and I either have in my mind a set goal for that thing, or I have a set amount of time for that thing. It really just kind of depends. So, but like you said, I, I don't have a commute. Um, remote work is the best work i got i gotta say no sorry guys <laughs> oh i mean i've done it before too so, <laughs> but yeah. i just i mean i can't i could never imagine uh, it would take a lot of money and a really interesting job to ever make me commute again um because it, for me work-life balance is in the flexibility that i have um and it's in the the ability to um I stayed up late because I couldn't sleep or whatever. And okay, I don't have any meetings, so I'm going to sleep till nine. I'm not going to get up at eight. Um, and I'm going to shift the rest of my day around and focus in on different things. Um, I think for me, the biggest thing that I've done, regardless of whether you're remote or you're commuting or whatever your actual, you know, structure is, um, I learned to stop giving all of myself to my job. Um, and that mm -hmm. may sound scary to employers everywhere, but I think <laughs> as employees, we need to be better about that. Um, I, I love my job. I love what I do. Um, I'm passionate about it. When I'm there, I give it my all. When I'm doing something else, I'm doing that other thing. I'm not worrying about work. I'm not worrying about this thing, whether it got done or not. Um, and I, I'm not really uh, letting myself get sucked into this kind of 24 seven thing where you're constantly thinking about it or, or working towards it, which I've done with a lot of jobs in the past. Yeah. Well, it can be I, invasive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I can't see it. And that's the problem with me. Like, like I don't really shut off. Like there's times, I, I think I mentioned it a long time ago on the episode on the show too, about how, I had this coding problem at work and I came home, I, you know, normal all evening. I had my dinner and everything, whatever else happened that night, went to bed. It popped into my head again. And then all night in my sleep, I was like You're working in your sleep yeah. on the code in my sleep. I hope you charge for that time. Uh, I, no, I no, no, no. <laughs> It was not a. It's uh, like hours. Itemize that. Yeah, I should have just not come into work in this day. I was like, I worked all night, guys. Yeah. 
but yeah, like I can't shut off. There's like, like if I have anything going on at work, um, like I have new hires now and I'm like, I'm thinking about any problems they're having. And I, I come home and I can't sleep because I'm thinking of like, what can I do to improve the, you know, their, make them do their job better and be happy. And like, I, I don't shut off very easily. That's you notice you said make them do their job. Make better. them, make them. Was, <laughs> Glad you're not my manager. <laughs> Well, you know what I mean. I know what you meant. Yeah, I think a lot of us have that problem. Or if it's a problem to some people, I guess it's your your own personal perspective. But so sometimes work is, it, it goes into your sleep. It goes into the rest of your day, right? So is that a problem to where like if you, you're, you're, you work six to 10 hours that day, right? You come home, you're with your family, but you still have that, problem mm -hmm. in your head and it's taking up not only some of your time but it's taking your attention away yeah. from your family at that moment i would say that's not a good balance and maybe that's not a uh, a good way to um to be to d discipline your time yeah i mean that, that's where i get where i kind of get like i don't know i uh, talking about work-life balance is joke i think is very true because it's not a work-life balance it's life like work yeah. and life like yeah. um and and it shouldn't be and and i honestly believe that work shouldn't really be work in the in the if you can avoid it it should be just something you're doing that you enjoy that makes you money <laughs> it shouldn't necessarily be like a trial and tribulations i realize it's not always possible you know you need to make money and sometimes you have to do something that you go to that maybe you don't like but i mean ultimately these people take up like eight hours or more of your day every day you spend most of your time there um you should be happy and not and it should almost be like a second family well, well that go ahead sir uh, i was just gonna say i, I think like I, I hear what you're saying and and like i yeah way a long time ago when i was you know uh going through college i worked at walmart and i love that job i know it sounds crazy <laughs> but i love that job we talked about this before yeah, um, yeah. And, but that's a, a job. It's not a career. So it's a job where I go in okay. and I'm there from this time to this time. And the only thing that I would be thinking about in terms of that job when I wasn't is if I had some kind of angst with my coworkers or some kind of bullshit that I didn't agree with or whatever. Yeah. It's different when you have a career. I think where the balance starts, balance in you a petition, starts to like, well, where, where you can get into dangerous territory is when it's about your career and it's about something you love and something yeah. you're passionate about and you enjoy, you're emotionally invested in it. Yeah. And then you, then it's not that you're sitting and you're thinking of like, wow, what are these awesome things I could do? You're thinking, this is so frustrating. You know, I'm trying to do X, Y, Z and I'm being blocked yeah. because of this, or I did all of that work and it never got, it never got pushed to production or all of these other things. That's when it starts to become um, dangerous, I think, and become a burden and become a negative thing versus kind of just juggling the different things in your life. Especially if you're somebody that is, um, like, like you said, if you're in a different kind of industry than you want to be, if you're, if you have that full-time job and you're like, you know what, I really want to be a developer. Where do I find the time? Do I quit my job and just do something like, like jump into some kind of immersive uh, education and see what happens? Or is it about, you know, trying to find those uh, maybe two hours in the morning between six and eight o'clock or a few hours every night between 
eight and 10 to build up your education and how often can you do that realistically with some people's schedule, depending on if they have a family, depending on if they have the energy, if, if they have the health, the, the age, you know, it, there, there's a lot of different factors that go into this. Yeah. What, so what was some other things that they uh, mentioned in the show? Cause I haven't listened to that episode. Was there anything else that was major that called out to you? Yeah, it was interesting how uh, he was talking about that he definitely set this uh, major point of having a ritual and that he, like people have rituals where they go home, uh, eat dinner with their family, and then they watch Netflix for two hours to loosen up. And they were citing that 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 isn't necessary. You don't need those two hours to um, loosen up or unwind from your day. You could come home and you know improve your skills for those two hours. It's that your and I'm I'm quoting them. This is not my opinion. It's that your um, you know you're you're set within this ritual, this habit of that's what you need to do. So your mind is affixed to saying that's what I need to do, and I don't have any other time because I came home and I watched Stranger Things for two hours. <laughs> I think I find that kind of funny because I don't know. I, not to not to diminish. How does that encourage work life balance? Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the, and that yeah, that's what I found so interesting is that yeah. it's going back to that. Just like you said, Sarah, it's that, and what you found funny, Brian, is that there's no work life balance. If you're working all the time, even if it's where you're doing something to better your your skills constantly if you if you come home and you worked all day and react you're like oh you know what i want to learn view and yeah. you spend three hours when you get home stuck on the screen you're stuck on the screen you need to get away from a screen every once in a while I mean, or you're gonna get burnt out i mean watching netflix yeah. on screen too but i mean the thing with 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 sorry with, at a screen a computer know, screen where you're inputting i know you meant um yeah. but like the thing is Yes, I agree that if there's something you're interested in, I mean, just like anything you're interested, if you're interested in like w whittling or w woodworking or <laughs> whittling, uh, Brian's random. secret passion that we're just finding yeah. out about. Yeah. <laughs> we'll show Brian's chair later on in the episode. <laughs> like, yes, totally learn how to learn how to do that and, you know, learn view or whatever. But like to, to diminish or say, hey, someone coming home and spending this two hours, like yeah. I, I, I Come home. We have dinner. I guess in a way it is a ritual, but it's not like an every night thing. Just like I said earlier, sometimes it's later that we manage to like sit down and have dinner together. Sometimes it's earlier, but we like sit down. We you know we. I, Rachel, that's your time. Yeah, that's our time. Rachel's usually baking all day. I'll, I'll rub her feet and uh, and we'll like cut on the couch and watch a movie. And you know that's an important time that matters because you're spending time with, uh, you know, someone. That you love and you care about and it's like you shouldn't diminish that and be like you should be learning something just... exactly i think it's really difficult to judge and i think that's what's happening what what i got from that yeah. episode is like like uh not to like point fingers but like part of that is like that that's judging people that's everybody is different everybody needs to do something if you need to come home every night and watch dancing with the stars for three hours to unwind from your day and have gin and tonic then that's that's what you need to do because you do have a full-time job probably that you you know you need some time to get away and if that's what you need to do that's what you need to do this just i mean i'm sorry but this whole thing like just first off uh tangent i have to <laughs> so <laughs> tangent 
right Standard. before this, <laughs> I was working on uh, some of the bootstrap stuff that I'm doing for this company. And I listened to just like the world's worst true crime, like people investigates and shit in the background. I don't know. It's it's my guilty pleasure. So I'm listening to it. <laughs> and one of, so Brian said that, you know, come home, have dinner, you know, rub his wife's feet, which is so nice of you. Uh, but in the, I just watched, I just, I, I just of watched, this, no, no, no. I just watched this episode Wait, where one of the suspects alibi was that he was rubbing his diabetic mother's feet. And they were able to exonerate him based on that. So you might want to like keep track of, of when, just in case, you never know. I mean, you're a suspect in a murder or something. Um, I told you, I, I told you it was a tangent. Well, anyway, a good tangent. <laughs> I just, I almost busted out laughing when you said that. Like, what were the chances? It's like such a coincidence. But well, what anyway, do you, what do you think about quality time versus? She had a, oh, yeah, I think go ahead. Yeah. I did. You guys are so oh. rude. So, <laughs> let, let me finish. <laughs> now, but this, I think, I see, and, and, you know, I'm in this industry, so I have a, a, obviously much more knowledge of how this industry works, the good and the bad. So I'm, I'm sure this happens in other industries, but particularly in tech, it's like there's this obsession with you have to constantly be learning. You have to like, everything changes. Like when you come out of school, you're already three years behind and, and you have to go to meetups all the time and conferences. And then you got to spend your lunch hour listening to tech podcasts and then code all night. And like, that's just bullshit. Like that's absolute bullshit. And, and there's this idea from everybody that you're not really an, an engineer or, and this happens in design as well, or a designer, unless you're doing these things, unless you're, you're, learning all these new things and you're speaking at conferences and you're writing blog posts and, and like some people for them this is a job it, it's a career but it's a job they they enjoy what they do they want to come in and, and and do it and learn as they need to but check out at the end of the day and have an actual life and so like all of this like 10 times engineer talk and all of this crap is just what is about i've completely <laughs> missed that whole thing i've I, never i've never what? met I was like, I've never met a 10 times engineer, but I've met it? a lot of 10 times assholes. I will say that. But what, what is the 10 times thing? I complete, I kept seeing it and I was just ignoring it because I thought it was typical, like, you know. Let's do another whole podcast uh, okay. on that. Let's not di di digress from here. But, but yeah, so I just, I didn't listen to this thing that you're, you're referring to, Fred. So, you know, I don't want to make too many judgments because I'm sure there was probably some other stuff that balanced some, some of that out, but I'm always so wary of that in this industry. And then, um, you know, what I, I love on Twitter a lot is people talking about the, sh the stuff that they do that isn't tech and they say, it's okay not to, you know, those people that are always out there saying like, Hey, it's okay. If you're not constantly doing tech and learning all the time, like, you know, everybody take a chill pill and, and take a break. Every now and then. Yeah, that one of the episodes we did a while back with Alyssa Nichol, she really spoke about burnout and how, yeah. you know, you need to diversify your passions and how she, one of the things that she does is she scuba dives, right? And we'll put a link to that in the show notes. So she she scuba dives on her off time, but she noticed when she first was coming up in the industry that when she would approach people and she would be really excited about certain projects and she would come across certain developers that were like, man, nothing's ever going to get done, blah, 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 blah. And she didn't understand why these people had these burnout issues where, yeah. it, and it was because of this obsession with 
if that's the right word, with with being at the bottom of the ocean with our career, where we keep having this pressure to every day you need to learn. Like you said, like you're always going to be behind no matter what you learn. Yeah. But you have to find the things that you're interested in and the things that align with what you can do and just just go with there. You don't have to know everything. I mean, you don't have to you don't have to know. Uh, you know, C to be a JavaScript developer. You you could just focus on one thing and do it well, and 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 you're okay, and have a life outside of the computer. Yeah, and then I mean, it all goes back to like measuring and, and the imposter syndrome and all that, where people feel like they do have to do this stuff. But it's interesting you point out like do the one thing well. If you look at people in the industry that are really successful, um, like Jen, yeah, Jen Simmons. Like she is focused and narrowed down uh, on CSS, and that's like her. Th- I mean, heck, um, Chris Coyer too, who's been on the show like what eight times now. <laughs> he he, uh, CSS as well, um, and they are extremely successful. Like it just shows, like focus on one thing, do it well. Don't worry about having to know everything. Yeah, you you don't have to set this time every day to just constantly throw these things in your face and just keep eating the, uh, you know, the, the code, just it, you, it's important to take a break. And I, I think what, one of the things uh, I, I heard in this episode was about, and, and I'd love to get your opinion on these things uh, is they cite that you could spend quality time uh, and not so much the quantity, right? So he was citing that, it's not about you spent those four hours um, watching a show or hanging out, but if you spent a half hour really having like uh, a focused, like say you're at dinner and you're really talking about your day and you're exchanging what you did and you say like, you know what, between at, at eight o'clock, we're really going to sit down and we're really going to have some interaction for a half hour and having that focused time. So like, like, is this, wait, wait, one second. Did they actually say like specifying that this is the time? Like, Well, well, he said like on certain days they would spend like, you know, when when he came home, he would spend like X amount of time with this plan. Sorry. It was a plan. But to to me, and I, I I think I'm getting the same reaction from you guys is that you can't, you can't plan life like that. And having like a, a quantity versus quality thing is, is kind of like cold. Well, I, don't know. I, I think it's just not us. Like, it sounds yeah. like this is a person that this works for and yeah, that yeah. this is, you know, that's, you know, like there have been times when I've been passionate about something and I put all my energy and time into it. And it's it, it because it's it's almost like an obsession. I'm so interested in it. And, and like, it's just yeah. got my attention. And there've been yeah. other times that I've put all my anxiety into something. Right. And I think that's what, what part of what we're talking about here too, is like some people, this constant like learning and, and working on projects late at night and getting up early and not sleeping is, is an anxiety issue, right? You're worried about not being good enough or people thinking that you're not doing your job or maybe you lose your job. That's a whole different thing. Uh, um, so I don't want to say anybody, you know, hey, if that's their life and they want to like schedule every minute of the day and schedule time with loved ones. Yeah. Great. I mean, I can, I can um, see definitely that there are people out there that that's how they that's just how they have to be. I mean, your mind works that way. And that's. Yeah. How, but yeah, I mean, it's for me, but it might work for yeah. someone else. Yeah. But any anyone who listens to that make make sure that don't just decide, hey, I'm going to do that. Like 
figure out if that works for you. Yeah. That would be what I would yeah. say. Uh, but yeah, it would not work for me. It just life's too chaotic for me to. If yeah. I would, I would be in a constant anxiety because I'd be like, wait, it's it's Sunday at two p.m. I'm supposed to be having lunch with Rachel. This is when we scheduled it. <laughs> it's not happening because something else is going on, and I'd be going crazy. Um, so, what about when you say yeah. if you had a a project and yeah. it came on and you said, you know what? within uh this month i'm gonna have this project so i'm gonna really have to balance my time mm -hmm. carefully there well, could yeah. be scenarios where you can employ yeah. that kind of idea Absolutely. there. yeah but i would even label that that's just different because that's something you you have to get done it's like a, exactly and, and go ahead oh i was just gonna say you know my initial reaction was wow that sounds cold but the more i think about it the more i could see the point of view of it's not cold at all it's ensuring that i'm giving I, I'm making space for myself and for the people mm -hmm. I love to have time. Yeah, with intent. Yeah, yeah, with, with intent. intent. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, it feels cold to us, but I mean, I don't ever interview my husband about my work habits because <laughs> I'd be in big trouble. You know, like, I mean, we were just had a conversation in the car, and and I think he was calling me a jerk. I think that like is the TLDR of the conversation, but essentially, he was just saying that when he's like, well, when you do something, you're focused. He's like, you can't like. I can't even talk to you. She's like, you just like bite my head off. And, and, but it's true. It's absolutely true. Like if I'm focused on something. I can't something, picture you being like that. Uh, I know. <laughs> well, and you come in the room. I mean, I'll just I be like, this is, I won't even, Sarcasm. I won't even look at you. Sarcasm. Just, like, like go yeah. away. I'm, I mean, I'm somewhat the same way too. Like when I'm working on something, like I'm coding something yeah. on my computer in the evening. Because well, uh, you've got it all yeah. like in your head, in the air, juggling mm -hmm. it. And like, as soon as someone comes in, they all fall and you're like, God, does, uh, it, and you gotta put those pieces minutes. back together. Yeah. yeah does no. he ask you what you're doing? Rachel does that. She's like, no. what are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, no. I'm like coding stuff. And she's like, oh, what well, what is it? I'm like, uh oh, I would kill her. No. <laughs> she would die. I'm no, like, he comes in, looks, reads my face, and leaves. <laughs> like literally. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm out. Well, I, I mean, I understand that she's just interested in what I'm doing. And, she I, and sounds I, lovely. Yeah, I appreciate that. I'm I was like, I love you, but I'm trying to focus on this because I can't, you know, it's because yeah. it's like, like you're just mentioning, like it's code. You're trying to figure out. You got all these numbers and can't get distracted stuff yeah. all around you. Yeah. Well, yeah, you have to, we go into concepts about what these things represent. And like just that alone is you're you're getting way off topic. Yeah. Well, what do you both think of like the balance? Like they say it, in our notes, we have work-life balance as a joke, but like, is it a joke? Like, is it something that can't like? I, I think I, I think it's 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 very personal, and it really depends uh, on the day to day, right? You 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 need to do things, and you're gonna get them done. It's it's like that, um, you know, how do you eat a whale one bite at a time? You'll you'll get to that place. You'll accomplish a task, but you can't. You have to be okay with sometimes letting things go you know you might have the intent of you know when i get home i'm going to work on this for an hour and i'm going to get this done but when that point comes and it's nine o'clock and you go to type and it's like well you know what life happens and i i and i have to be okay with that yeah well i think i and i think it's it's just like anything like you can't possibly be happy all the time like nobody's happy all the time you you go through periods where you're except brian of course you go through periods where you're you know Agreed. anxious sad depressed up down you know i mean it, it, it's the same with work there are times when work is crazy and you have to put a lot of your your um focus and, and energy there and 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 we're all lucky enough to be in an industry that we love and so that's not as painful as if you were doing something you hated you know 
And then I think after that, sometimes then you have to take a step back and, and figure out how to, you know, regroup for a little bit. So I think it's just, you know, it, it's not like this constant state that you can maintain. It's, I think it's more recognizing when you've gone off track and when you're in danger and how do you bring that back around? Yeah. Sometimes you have to bring your homework with you and then sometimes you don't. You have no. to bring your homework with you. Your work home with you? That was great, by the way. That was homework okay. with me. <laughs> I'm like, homework? Bring, Are we in school? Bring <laughs> home to work with me. Yeah, well, I do that every day because I work at home. Okay. So. Yeah, you, you don't have the same thing. But I, I'm just saying, like, sometimes yeah. you have projects and they, you know what? They need to get done tomorrow. Yeah. So you have okay. to bring them home and you have to bring your work home with you. And it, it happens. And so, you have to be okay with that. Have you, Sarah, have you done much non-remote work? Oh, yeah. So yeah. You, you, like, I, I've done a lot of remote work as well. Did you, would you agree it's hard to, when you're doing remote, to, like, stop and def define, like, the separation between what is work and what is, like, non-work? No. Not for me. No? No. Um, no. I, I, I think... Where I see a lot of people get into trouble with remote work is they, especially when they're first doing it, they they go into it with this mindset of um, worry or this worry that other people will think they're not working, right? When, when you're not yeah. visible, when people yeah. can't see you in the office, you, you kind of start to get this kind of weird, anxious fear of like, oh, I better, you know, comment here or I better be in Slack because people might not think I'm working, you know? Yeah, and, I, always, I always did the good morning in the, yeah, in the chat. Yeah, and I don't like that. It's, it's funny, like I noticed when I came to CloudBees <laughs> that people come in and say good morning and maybe it's just because they're being nice, but it immediately was like, like it's not good morning, guys. Like, I feel like, are you doing this because like, it, it just worries me that perhaps people were doing it because they just wanted people to know that they were working and like that's not what we're, yeah. we're async you know there are lots of times that you know I, I i'm working for three or four hours straight and then i'm not working for two hours and then i come back and i work for an hour and then i'm not working so i yeah you know i think in the beginning yes it, it you kind of have that idea but as soon as it clicked for me that i'm being paid to do a job not for accumulating a certain number of hours per day and that every day I, are like that. No, I'm lucky that, that they are. And, and I mean, if I was to count up all the time that I give, it probably ends up being more than 40 hours a week. I'm absolutely sure. But, but I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about did, and I'm a goal oriented person. So every day I start with a to-do list of like, these are the things I want to accomplish today. And so my goal throughout the day is to do that in any way, fashion that I need to and there's meetings and there's things I need to do and often I'll get up and clean my house like I'll be like okay I gotta get up and vacuum because I've been sitting on my ass for three hours and like this is not good um yeah. so in that way I kind of just juggle things um but no I haven't I haven't had a hard time I think lately especially um I've been really good about saying I get up at eight o'clock, a little bit of a routine. I get up at eight. I've got meetings. I've got things to do. Um, sometimes I take a lunch. Sometimes I'm too busy and I don't. Um, not good, but sometimes I do that. But then at a certain time of day, like I'm done and I'm done, done. Like I'm not on Slack. My computer is closed and I'm not worried about that. But yeah. I have something else to focus on, right? The, the good morning thing for me too. Uh, I always did log into chat. The reason I did that, it was kind of like the moment of like, okay, I'm on. And then I'd actually tell people when I was leaving, like I would just to communicate, yeah, like yeah, if you need me, yeah. here I am. 
Yeah, and and I I was the same way when I was 100% remote. Well, mostly 100% remote. I would you know get up and I'd shower every day too. Though every morning I kind of I'd get up and shower and I'd I'd make oh, an inten- intentional. Okay. Like, Thank you for that out. info. I'm going into the office. Well, you know. No, like I had like it was like I'm going into work is what Oh, I, I see. Gotcha. Like you got into the yeah, process yeah. of getting to yeah. work. Gotcha. Yeah. Because if I didn't do that, then uh, you know, I'd I'd just be slower to get going and it would be my day would end up being longer. My work day would be longer because I'd be uh I wouldn't get my mind wouldn't go into full gear uh, as soon as it would if I didn't have that like what? start. Yeah. I, I think there's definitely kinds of people that can manage themselves and can work remote. And there's some people that can't. And there's other people that want to be at an office. One of my buddies, he worked remote for 10 years and he wow. yeah. found a job that requires him now to go to an office. And he is super excited because oh, right. he wanted he wanted a job where he wanted to go to, to an office. He said, you know what? I'm lonely. I want to have that interaction of being able to collaborate with a team hands-on, like face-to-face. And right. that's what he did. And he's he's all about it. So it- Wait, like talk we, to we have, people, like face-to-face? Yeah, I know. It's the weirdest thing to actually like see them in the same room. <sighs> yeah. It's just, I don't know. I mean, I respect that. That's great. But I mean, I feel like I, I, I interact more being remote than I did when I was in an office. When I was in an office, I was constantly trying to put my headphones on and get- Rid of distractions because of this. Whereas, you know, in remote work, I'm seeking out those interactions. You have to be much more mindful of actually making those connections and talking to people. Um, yeah, people people work so differently. Like if I'm in the office and people are starting to chat about something, I'm like, wait, what's that? Like, I'm, woo, 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 I'm then I'm a chatterbox and I'm totally yeah. distracted. Same. But if I'm work if I'm working at home, I'm just focused and I'm getting yeah. so much more done. So much more done. Yeah. 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 Same with me. Like I'll uh, like I if especially if it's like code related, um, it, if it's like project planner things like that. In a way, I kind of like being there. But if it's like I'm sitting down in front of the computer and trying to like do like work work, not that project planning isn't work, but like coding, then like I'll get more done if I'm at home. Because I don't have those distractions of someone like someone like giggles about something I'm like oh what's going on over here and uh, someone yeah. like, oh there are brownies oh, brownies the breaker okay. <laughs> I'm up uh, let's go yeah team brownie yeah oh, that's the worst that's brownies the worst. I like brownie well, no what do we what do we oh, oh yeah. yeah yeah what do, what do we think about because you you brought this point up Sarah about at a certain time of night you're done you don't have slack on what do you think about companies that don't outright, you know, say they require you to be available, but there's a, a certain kind of level of, imp- yeah, that they imply that, you know, when we send you an email, when we send you a Slack message, when I Google chat you, I need you to be available. I need you to be able to answer that. What do we think about that kind of culture? Is that um, healthy? Is that okay? I think that's that's awful. I mean, specifically the last two two places I've worked for make it very clear that Slack is considered async communication. You are not required or expected to answer right away. Yeah. Um, we all work in different time zones. I may send somebody a message at their one o'clock in the morning. Um, of course, I don't expect them to answer, but I don't want to lose the the thought that I have that I need this answer to. So I just send it then. Um, I, I'd run screaming. Like th- that would be a no. Um, yeah. What about certain? Go ahead, Brian. Well, um, one thing that I don't like, and and uh, I had a thought on the Slack 
Slack thing. Uh, never mind, I can't remember. But email, email, I find really interesting. Where I'm at, where I'm at now, and Josiah, if you're listening, it's okay. I'm fine with it. Uh, e- black companies think email is almost like chat, where they expect a, like a response, like quick, like like. Yeah, and it's me, not. Yeah, to me, email has always notoriously been like I mean, email comes in. I have I usually always uh, set like two two times throughout the day where I would check my email because if it's something that's really important and we have a chat that is like instantaneous, <laughs> I expect it to kind of come through there. Um, and if it's something that requires like a thread of tracking, then it's an email and it's not urgent because it's an email. Um, but you know, every you know, every company's different, every company has their own policies and things and how they work. But I always find that interesting that that email is considered something that is so urgent that you need to respond to when yeah, it can it, it tasks. Uh, yeah, yeah. What do you think about certain roles, like certain roles within a company uh, that mm-hmm. require you to be, I'll, I'll explain to you. Like if uh, if you're a, I don't know, a director, you're this, you're that, is there more or less kind of a, an expectation that you need to, um, you know, your your opinion is needed so urgently that you have to be available at all hours of the night? I mean, I, I mean, personally, my opinion is if you're high, if you're at a certain level, you're making a certain amount of money and you're willing to accept the level of responsibility, then I think that maybe there is certain cases where, you know, it's like, for instance, um, even if it's not a high level, if a website goes down, there's people that need, are probably going to be on call that have to come in and fix whatever's going on or like remotely, you know, whatever. So, I mean, yeah, there's always going to be cases. Like even, even the, you know, the lowly designers and that are like way dead junior people way on the bottom and there's always yeah. cases, there's always cases that where there there may be a time that you just have to work and and as long as it's not something that's like constant then it's acceptable but i think if you're constantly not having that shutoff period then i mean if you're not okay with it you really should consider moving you know, moving on, I personally think because yeah, you might have those shakes of like every yeah. 10 minutes, I need to look at my phone and make sure I didn't get like an email about or Slack message yeah. like, hey, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you shouldn't be stressing like that. It's not fair, fair to anyone. And and if there is times where if someone has to be available, it should be organized and structured and be like, okay, today Frederick is, uh, tomorrow Sarah is going to be, uh, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that more falls into like support roles, yeah, which yeah, makes yeah. a good sense. Right. You have a shift that you cover. But I think to, to me, it's important that like if, if it's going to be flexible. So what I what I want is I want an environment where an emergency happens in my life or something comes up. My work is flexible and I would expect to give the same. So something, an emergency, something really important to my role within the company comes up and they reach out and need me. And maybe it's an odd time. And if I can you know, I jump in. Um, To me, it's that give and take that's important. What I I have worked in places that expected me to jump when they said jump. But if I needed, you know, to go to a doctor's appointment, I had to take personal time. I had to like, you know, it's like, well, what about all this other time that I've worked and given you, you know, and I just need a half an hour or something. Um, Yeah. Yeah, In previous jobs, I felt uh, that I actually did feel the whole like if I got an email from a specific person or a chat message from a specific person or I mean, or message, I felt like anxious that I had to respond. And uh, Where I'm at now, I I actually when I'm off work, I feel like it's fine. I'm off work. Um, They're they're actually very particular about work 
the whole work-life balance. They, they even have mentioned that repeatedly that when you're done, you're done. They also don't like people going home and like working after work. Uh, I don't like that either. I think that's bad. Like I, yeah. I think you should, your work day's done. Um, then, you know, you're done. You, you have that time yeah. where you yeah. folk, that's what you do. That's where you put your focus and you don't have to have that stress or what have you bleed into the rest of your life. Yeah. I'll, your reach time. To, I'll reach out to coworkers on Slack, like who are, who I know are on vacation and I'm and they're they're all over Slack or they're sending emails and I'm like, Hey, what the heck are you doing? Like, listen, like you need to, like when I, when I was a manager at GitLab, uh, I think I, I called, I called one of my, my designers out cause they were on Slack. I was like, Hey, thanks for the input. You're on vacation. So I don't want to see you saying anything else. Like you need to go. Um, not because I, you know, I wasn't angry about it, but I, I, I wanted them to absolutely feel that it's okay to disconnect. Like they, nothing is going to happen that, that is so important that it should interrupt that time. Like we can handle it. We're, we're a team and, and you've got other people here that can take care of it and then catch you back up later. Um, you know, and I've even reached out to managers on other teams and said like, Hey, you know, you've got this one person that's working 24 seven. It's, that's a really bad example. Um, like while I applaud people that, that are passionate and want to, you know, want to contribute and, you know, I think it really has to be called out that, that that's not expected of everyone else, because then you fall into this, this situation where the only way to be considered doing a good job, just a good job, is that you're working yourself into the ground. I've worked in places like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So. One, one thing I like about where, where I'm at now, too, is uh, we had a, another design manager went away on vacation and she was messaging the channel and she's like, I'm delete, just everyone know uh, it's deleted. <laughs> she deleted you know, the chat app. Uh, disconnected her email and she's just yeah. like everyone know not available um and uh, yeah that's how it should be and one one important point i'd like to, i'd like to make people too is that you in some ways depending upon where you work and it's all dependent on where you work you can set like the precedent of what happens like if you if you are the person that responds to those messages after hours or you are the person that responds to every email even when you're on lunch or and you you allow that to happen you're you're saying it's okay and those people are going to keep doing that and then keep expecting that and and if you don't draw the line so to speak then you're going to always have to do that you mind if i add to that is that you have to yeah. train people how you want to be treated yeah. so if you if you put yourself out to, to where you're responding to these emails right away every night at nine o'clock well, that's going to be, well, that's what we normally do. It's just expected. And if you're frustrated by that point, if you find that to be a, a really difficult point of friction within your partner relationship with your employer, because it's it's a partnership. Yeah. And if, if you find a, uh, you're in an abusive partnership and you're not expressing that and you just kind of fall, you acquiesce into that over time. And it, it's it's really about you taking ownership and making sure that you, you change that and you set that culture right away, as you said, Brian. 100% agree. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're just about at the end of this episode. Maybe we could just, you know, each of us provide like some takeaways for people. I, I mean, these don't need to be like closing takeaway points that are like set in stone, but just like some obvious things. And I'll go first is like that thing that I cited from Alyssa Nichol is 
make sure you diversify your passions. Get away from the screen. Don't make the screen your only thing. If if you're coming home from work and you're jumping back on the computer to learn something, that's fine, you know, here and there, but make sure that you also have something that's that's outside of that, whether that's you open a board game cafe, and I'm just talking a random scenario in my head, yeah. or yeah. you go out for a run, like do something else that's that doesn't um, involve the screen. Get away from that. Yeah. Nice. Am I next, Brian, or are you next? Oh, up to you. I'll let you, I'll let you carry us home, so I'll go next. Yeah. Uh, uh, for me, I think to sum up, my learnings in the almost 42 years I've been on this planet is uh, um, don't be so hard on yourself and don't take things so seriously. Um, and I say that as a person that has to constantly be reminded of that. Um, I think a lot of us in this industry are really passionate and, and really interested in what we do. And with that comes a kind of expectation for ourselves. Um, and it's okay not to meet those. Do better next time. Um, well said. Yeah. I totally, I get, I get the same thing all the time. Yeah. Mine is short and simple. Don't be taken advantage of you matter. Always remember that. Yeah, dude, that's, that's a great point because it's really easy to get some kind of offer from some company and go, wow, that number looks really good. And then you just fall into that. Um, you know, like I was saying earlier, like you start answering emails at nine o'clock one day and then it turns into every night and then you're like, Oh shit. And you kind of, acquiesce into that yeah and i'd also like to say th uh thank you for our listeners for listening to this episode let us know if you like something like this we we could definitely have more format ep episodes of this format okay it's kind of fun yeah. yeah i'd love to do some more focused subjects yeah, yeah it was awesome cool. yeah thanks everyone for listening make sure you please subscribe on our channel and uh leave us a review on the old itunes thanks everybody take care Thanks for consuming the Thunder Nerds. We honestly and sincerely appreciate you watching and or listening to the show. Please subscribe on YouTube and iTunes. Write us a review. Kick a few stars our way. And above all else, please remember to send your favorite book suggestions to Brian Hinton. I, I like romance novels. They have happy endings.
I should have known the Terrator didn't mean us any harm when the Sword of Omens didn't obey me. And anyway, it was just plain stupid to assume it might be bad. Just what the fuck am I talking about?